Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes with your host, E. Mitch Talio. Reginald, how are you this morning, this evening, afternoon? I'm doing great, man. We nice. are in the month of March and uh, weather's getting good, but it's supposed to, we're supposed to get a good storm here. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. No golfing for sure. Nope. So uh, better get, your, get your nets out, fellas, and, and get your indoor game in truth so uh give me the rundown for this week all right this week we're going to cover the honor palmer invitational from last week the lpga ladies drive on championship the players championship which will take place this weekend we're going to get into the top five rap groups and the front nine top producers which that conversation is going to be fire Minority women in golf. Again, we're going to get into a good discussion about uh, black women in the LPGA. I'm going to give you another song, the Giggin' Golf Song of the Week by Rhapsody, featuring Ellie Varner, and the title is Michelle. We're also going to talk about that Jordan 4 update release, which is disappointing for some of us. But I think some, somebody on this call, somebody on this pod actually got that path. We're going to get into what are we hating on this week and then the back nine with our special guests. So, E, why don't you, uh, what are we getting into next? Uh-oh. Wow. Oh, you know what that means. It's Tiger News of the Week. So, it's great to have the big cat uh, resting and healing up. Um, but he's also contributing to the game. So, no secret, Bryson won last week. And uh, going into Sunday's round, um, he was getting advice from a lot of people. And one of the people giving him advice was the big cat. So um, he said on TV, I got a text from Tiger this morning. We just talked about keep fighting no matter what happens and play boldly like Mr. Palmer said. And Bryson took that to heart and went out there and played. He was you know, it was actually kind of good to see that he he took that to heart and and just went hard on it. What'd you think? Yeah, you know, he he definitely went out there and, and took that that uh, that tournament, man. Um, you know, especially on those last couple of holes, it, it was coming down to you know who who could make that putt, and a lot of people question his ability to make a putt or to kind of finish at the end. So, you know, it's good to see him proving people wrong and. I mean, I think that's some of the message that, you know, that, that Tiger told him too, that you kind of got to push through when things get tough and, you know, that don't get any better coming from the man. That's true. So that wraps up our hello ladies Tiger news of the week. So, uh, we're celebrating women's history month and, Rich, why don't you go ahead and, and talk about the news that you've heard recently about uh, the WNBA? Yeah, this is uh, if you guys haven't heard this, you can go check this out on ESPN or any uh, any kind of news outlet that you go to. But a huge, huge shout out to, to Renee Montgomery, who is part of an ownership group who now owns the Atlanta Dream. 
And she is the first African-American woman uh, that used to play in the WNBA to co-own a team. So, you know, and, and this uh, this kind of gets at the issue because there was a, a former owner of the Atlanta Dream who, you know, spoke out about a lot of the the protests that were going on and saying that, you know, that um, that, that they just weren't that shouldn't happen. And, you know, there were a lot of a lot of negativity that was around um, the team. And if you think about it, the team is made up of African-American players. So I think there should have been a little more sensitivity there. But now, you know, the they, they have new ownership. Things will probably, you know, definitely improve very quickly for that for that franchise. And it's just good to see not only, you know, someone of color, but a woman of color kind of take that leadership role. So shout out to uh, Renee Montgomery. We're very, uh, very proud of that. Huge strides in breaking ceilings and uh, just jumping into ownership like Jigga and Jordan. So, you know, yes. we 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 kind of appreciate that. Um, so speaking of ladies. We like to keep your skin moist and lathered up and, um, you know, going out to the courses and and uh, glistening and looking right. So let's hear from uh, Your Eyes Aesthetics. Let's do it. Hey, golfer, gals and gents. This is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun. So protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skincare, available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go-to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine. So enter coupon code Don't Be Alarmed at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code Don't Be Alarmed at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Again, that's www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Right on. Get your moisture on. So, joining the show, we have two guests. We have a new guest, uh, the Donut Doctor, Mr. Spilner himself, Mr. Is This Your Pen? Yankee Hall of Famer fan, underground backpack rapper himself, not J. Cole, but we got B. Cole in the building. What's happening, player? What up, what up, what up? Thanks for having me, guys. You got it. B. Cole in the house. In the house. Don't sleep on the donut game, though. It's it's about to get real. (laughs) (laughs) B. Dilla. I feel you. And... Next up on the mic, we're going to welcome back Mr. 44, Swiss Army Knife, the nature boy. Woo! Welcome back, Mathis. How you doing, Mathis? I'm good, gentlemen. Glad to be back. Yes, indeed. Good to have you guys on today, man. Thank you for joining. So we're going to um, be calls, man. We're going to we uh, with all our new guests who join the show, we, we give them some uh, some icebreaker questions to kind of give our listeners some familiarity or to get familiar with you and kind of tell us about uh, how you got into the game of golf. So um, what is your experience with the game of golf and, and kind of, um, you know, in your lifetime? You know, uh, for me, um, it goes back to just originally growing up right next door to uh, to uh, Gabby Bell's father. 
he was always out there. He was chipping balls in the front yard, things like that. Started teaching me a couple of things. Then right after sixth grade, a bunch of the guys that are in our golf tournament, uh, our parents got together and put us into golf lessons. So we've been doing this for, for a couple of decades now. Um, I still don't know how to play golf, but been, uh, been doing it for quite some time. Mm, shout out Gabby Bell, by the way. Yes, sir. Going back, back in time, man, for real. Um, so what's your favorite sport outside of the game of golf? Uh, easily baseball. Um, as, uh, as the intro stated, I'm, I'm the Yankee Hall of Famer. Um, uh, we were uh, having a nice discussion about the stadium tour a little earlier. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go with baseball. Right on. Any so just on that subject, man. What so besides Yankee Stadium? Because obviously that's going to be one of your favorites. Um, what is another stadium that you've gone to and, and enjoyed? Tell us about that. So we've uh, we've hit up quite a few. I'd have to say that the best stadium itself is Camden Yards. Uh, it's the stadium that Coors Field was was uh, modeled after. It's an amazing park. The way they designed it to be within the city. Um, it's got a street that goes right on the outside of, uh, of right field and then a building on the other side. So the building is actually the back of the right field wall. Essentially it's, it's a pretty awesome park. Um, even as a Yankees fan, I've got to say uh, Fenway is pretty cool. Um, the, uh, the people of Boston welcomed us nicely, even though I was walking around that town rocking nothing but Yankees gear. It was cool. It's cool. Right on, man. Well, we're lucky to have you here and you made it, you made it safely out of that experience. Um, Especially being there, man, and the Yankees fan, but uh, that's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing. And so we're going to go from one swing to the other back to golf for a minute, but what's your favorite part about golfing? And then um, what kind of clubs do you have now? So uh, I got to say the, the best part of golfing now is, is the community that we built. Um, there's that movie called tag that came out a couple of years ago where it's a bunch of old friends that have been playing a game of tag for, you know, their entire lives together. And that's kind of what I've looked at this golf tournament as we've uh, managed to all stay friends since elementary school for some of us. And golf has now become our, essentially our game of tag where we get together every summer and still get to be a part of each other's lives. Yes, um, indeed. As far as my clubs go, I'm running some ping uh, G25s from about six years ago. Um, I had a, a set that was 20 plus years old that I had prior to uh, my daughter being born and then didn't golf for a couple of years after that point. So it was time for a, a replacement. So I got some of those uh, game improvement irons. I think it's almost time to uh, to move on from those, though. Right on. Oh, boy. Because your game Thank is you growing. Thank you sharing that, man, with the listeners. I, I'm sure they appreciate that. Um, so, E, we're going to kick it back to you. Let's let's talk about the Drive-On Championship. You know it. Hello, ladies. So, let's get to the ladies. Drive-On Championship. So, um, good tournament. Um, the ladies only have so many tournaments, and um, they're spaced out. But the winner was Austin Ernst, um, and she was consistent all week long. Um, and end up wrapping that thing up. And out of the $1.5 million, she's taken home a whopping $225,000. It's really sad. Not, not happy about that. 
once again, my picks were they were decent, but they not quite the dumpster fire. I picked Lexi Thompson. She tied nineteenth. Um, Daniel Kang sixth. Lady Oko eighth, and Nelly Corda, who won the previous week, uh, she was tied eighth. Um, I, I, Suge, I don't know how your your picks went, um, but uh, mine were decent, better than the week before. Yeah, my picks were they were all right, man. You know, they they did okay. They were. Um, I had a uh, Nelly Corda who was leading. I think through the she was leading through the first day, and then I think you know ran into some challenges the second day, and then kind of fell out. Um, you know, the the third day. So and Lexi Thompson, those were my those were my two um uh picks so you know we'll see what happens man um you know i think the next event for them is is uh a couple weeks out and it's the the kia classic um you know and it's another opportunity for those ladies to get more points for that cme globe so we'll see what happens but i do have a question for and why don't we uh why don't we kick it over to mathis for a second but um one of the things that i was listening to while i was watching the the drive on championship and the coverage is they were talking about how golf was going to be in the Olympics. So, uh, Mathis, let, let's talk about that. Let's kick it over to you for a second, Mr. 44, and and tell us what you think about that. And then if you have any thoughts on the drive-on championship. Well, I definitely think golf uh, has a place in the Olympics. It's, uh, it's a, a sport that's played everywhere. Um, a lot of international flavor here in the States. Um, I mean, the game was born – you know, on another continent. So, um, I think it's amazing. I'd love it. Um, I, as far as the tournament this weekend, I am, I'm the target audience of a discussion we'll have later. I need more. Um, I need to be brought to the game. I'll be honest with you. Didn't watch any of it. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at there. It's, you know, it's kind of hard. Um, so, you know, we're covering this and, and Sugar and I told us, said last week, Hey, we want to get into watching more ladies golf, but they make it really hard on the coverage. I'm not going to lie. So you can watch it earlier on an app and then they may play it when one of the, arguably one of the biggest tournaments is on playing at the same time. So they're sharing the spotlight. Um, they need to get that figured out. I don't know. Yeah, or it, definitely. I mean, I, I think that that's is something. And Mathis, you just said that it's it's time to kind of bring more attention to to sport. And you know, I think if if they would, I mean, th- let me ask you guys a, a serious question: Would you guys watch a match if Serena's playing? Well, I'm a huge tennis guy, so absolutely. So I don't know. I don't know if that's. I don't want to say a fair question, but like I, I grew up playing tennis, so absolutely I would watch her. Because, I mean, I I love watching the highlights of that game, but I don't know if I can sit there and uh, or if I'm going to sit there and watch a whole tennis match. Um, but there are certain players out there, the Serena's, that you're always if it's on TV, yeah, you're paying attention. So yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, that's my point is that if you know if if the game of, of ladies golf was elevated and you kind of had the same kind of star power and they, they elevated the the profile of these ladies. I think that women's golf would be in a different, you'd be, we'd be having a different conversation. That's all I'm saying. 
No, for sure. I, uh, to, to that, I think, you know, that, uh, that's on, as, as the point was made a little earlier on us just to start to pay attention a little bit more, but it's also on some of the players to kind of step up and be those, be, be outspoken, right? Like Serena or, or Megan Rapinoe in women's soccer. Like she's amazing. And because of what women's soccer has done over the last say 15 years, I'm always going to watch that because there's always those standout players that are trying to make a statement every time they play. But golf is such a subdued sport, regardless of if it's men or women to get that, that view, someone's got to start to speak up, right? Like we all started watching in the nineties because tiger was just balls to the wall. And it was like, okay, we got to check this guy out. We got to check this game out. We need that from, from the ladies so that we have that same experience, I think. Mm-hmm. And not that no one's trying to do that. They're just not marketed the same way. True. No doubt. No doubt. Well, you know, it, I think it will be very interesting to see, you know, golf in the Olympics because, you know, it is a, it's a, it's a global sport um, and it's a game that everybody can play um you know as long as you have access to it but i you know and we've talked about these stories where we hear people going out there with one club so if you have one club you can still play agreed so sharing time with the ladies this weekend um there's another tournament going on um the api arnold palmer invitational uh reg give us your thoughts on that Oh, this was a very interesting tournament. Like I said, you know, the Bay Hill Golf Course is a is a is a very it's a very tough place to play. Um, you know, and and there was a lot of talent that was out there last weekend, and they're all vying for that, uh, you know, that that red jacket that you get, man. Um, and and continuing the the legacy of of, of Arnold Palmer. So, you know, Bryson uh, DeChambeau was the winner, and and like again, he he took. He took the reins on that on that last night. I mean, the last afternoon, and and kind of he had he hit some amazing shots, man. I mean, to clear the water, and I think was that the sixth hole. Was that the sixth hole? Yeah, six. Yeah, that sixth hole, man. And and to see him go for it two days in a row, and to actually do it, and to bring some excitement that um you know you you really don't see, um you haven't seen in golf in a long time. But I I have a you know. I think uh, a lot of the the things that you're seeing right now are kind of mirroring some of the things that that Tiger we saw with Tiger because now with Bryson what I'm hearing is is you know do we got to change the rules do we got to do we got to do this and do that so why don't we start before we kind of get into the breakdown of everyone's picks and everything and kind of who won but let's talk about that first what do you think about the Bryson uh, comment I just made so it it kind of pissed me off a little bit for the simple fact that. Um, I guess the PGA has been imposing um, inner out of bounds on a lot of courses to kind of reel in the long drivers. Um, I was actually listening, which will be part of my rant, but listening to um, some golf radio this week and some of the old heads or the old fleas talking about the technology and these guys are hitting the ball too far and it's not really golf and all that stuff. Um, it's kind of bothersome, but for the young folks, right, to see that, that this guy, so the first day he he said, hey, I'm going to go out here and uh, try it, um, and it was a little windy, 
Um, and so he didn't. But the second day, everyone was because he wasn't the only one that was trying to bomb it over there. Rory had a long drive the first day and Bryson fell short of it. And Rory looked back and was like, hey, man, I outdrove you. Right. But then that next day, that 370. Oh, boy, he got a hold of that thing. And the crowd got pumped up. And, and that's the kind of energy that we we kind of need in the game. Right. Because Tiger's not out there. Right. We we talked about it before. We're trying to get the interest up um, if there was no Tiger in the game anymore. And uh, Bryson brought some of that excitement. So um, what do you think, Mathis? Well, Reg, I, I definitely agree 100 percent with, you know, they haven't talked about changing rules since, you know, Tiger and, you know, Bryson's unapologetic energy that came out after he hit that, right. That genuine, like the fist pump. I mean, that kind of energy I haven't felt, you know, since tiger and the, and the fist pumps. And I mean, it was amazing. I I, I sat down on my couch on Sunday and made sure I was there to watch one swing. Like it's a long tournament. I made sure I was there to watch that one swing on Sunday to see if he could do it again and do it better. So, you know, other than the masters two years ago when tiger won, I don't remember another time where I just like, it was, that's all I wanted to do was watch. I just wanted to watch golf. That's all I did. I made sure it happened. So it was, it was, it was refreshing. Um, But it's also frustrating to what you said about like, you know, this is the point zero zero one percent of golfers are doing this, right? Let them do it. Like, let it be okay. Right. It, 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 I think it's just, it's stupid when you try to like, everybody's playing under the same rules. Right. So why change it? Let these guys do it because there are times when that's not, that's going to be detrimental. There are times when, when Bryson is not going to be able to hit, hit it straight enough and the rough is going to be too rough for him. So I, I, I golf's a game of, of it, it really, you break even, you know, what kind of golfer you are. That is golf, right? Let it go. So kind of got to be an all around cat. Yeah. You know, well, B Cole, so, what'd you think since, since you kind of stroked the ball like he does? Well, you know, I hadn't heard of these, uh, these rule changes until you, uh, you just uh, spoke up about it and I got a little hot. I'm like, man, if, uh, if those long ball hitters are, are going to be handicapped like that, that's a, uh, that's rough. I mean, I think uh, progress is, is a big thing for everything. And, you know, for, for getting new technology in golf, you know, yearly, why wouldn't these pros be able to use it as well and be able to benefit off of, you know, new drivers, new balls, all those kinds of things. So why, why, why hamstring them if, uh, if they can do it to, to the point of, you know, it's the 0.1% or whatever, you know, only a couple of guys are doing it. That means you got to play better. And no, but no, you know, the, you bring up a good point because there was one, I forgot the golfer's name, man, but he was, he's, he wasn't, you know, not really a, a top, you know, one on the leaderboard, but he hit a hole in one. I mean, he hit an ace, you know, but then no one's talking about his, you know, the ability, Oh, well, we got to change the rules because this guy got a hole in one. So, you know, to me, I think some of the times, you know, or some of the time when people kind of bring up these rule changes, 
It's just because they don't like a player. I think there's something that they don't like about that specific guy, and they're trying to go at him for one of his strengths. Well, golf is a traditional sport, right? It's it's a big time. It's all about tradition. It's all about there's etiquette. Well, you know, Bryson DeChambeau, DeChambeau coming up who could bench press my car, hitting a golf ball. That's not that's not in that mold, right? Like Tiger Woods, right? A, a black golfer coming in and just blowing up an old white man sport, right? That it scares them, right? Yeah. So. I love it. That's where change happens. You you shake the system. You change it. You make people uncomfortable. That's yes. where change happens. So I have a question for you guys. Is uh is Bryson the Gronk of golf? Yes. By far. Easily. The beefcake. That's him. So I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like there's others out there with uh with the bigger biceps, you know, what Kepka, he's got that that arm that'll uh choke someone, so yeah. Him That's, and, you know, him and Bryson, they could go they could go be a WWE tag team later on. Like after their golf career is over, they can go, go go hit the wrestling circuit, man. Hey, if you guys go do that, you got to pay me for that. I'm going to be your manager. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first on our podcast. Well, Reg, it's funny, dude. That's you have a gift here, dude, cuz last time I was on, you called Joe Lewis the first Debo. And now you just call DeChambeau Gronk, dude. Like you got a you got a skill there, dude. Yes, indeed. Hey. You know, you gotta call it like you see him, man. You know, it Rory, for him being such a small guy, he can hit the shit out the ball too, though. Um, there's a few he guys sure out there, right? You don't I mean Rory's fit, right? Like if you look at Rory's old pictures where he had the curly hair and was probably maybe sixty pounds heavier and the sweater vest to now, he got fit. Went out there, took his technology, and 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 he's driving the shit out the ball. So, I mean, these old fleas, like the the weights are nothing new. Like, get out the country club, go get your prison workout on, and hit the ball. You know. But so why is that? Why do you? So what? So th- there is there is this kind of, I don't know what you would call it, but kind of like a um an unhidden rule, or I mean, I just well maybe it's just a hidden rule. Unhidden rule don't make no damn sense. But if it's a hidden rule that kind of says you shouldn't work out if you're a golfer, I really don't think that that's I don't I don't know if that that bites true. What do you, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Well, Tiger changed that. Right. So he was the first one. Right. So when when Tiger first came out and he had the two big pleated pants on um, and baggy Nike shorts and and all kind of shirts and and weird looking hats and belts and stuff. Uh, he got in shape and um, was cycling. But, I mean, there was other reasons why Tiger was getting in shape, right? And he was training to to be black ops and maybe some other reasons. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? Hello, ladies. You know, we don't know. You know, maybe it was for the ladies. But he was the first one getting in shape. Um, but we should all be in shape. Be Cole, you know, you got the calves like like Phil. Um, so, I mean, you know what it's like to be, be in shape and be out there and swinging it. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, any, any advantage you can take to, uh, just give your life longevity, right? Why wouldn't you implore that in a, in a, in a game you're getting paid to do? If, uh, if I can't work out and play golf, what's the point? You know, 
that that shouldn't be, I, you know, to, to Reggie's point, it shouldn't be some kind of unwritten rule as part of etiquette or whatever. Like you're taking care of your body and it just so happens you're, uh, you're getting, you're getting nice tight muscles, you know, you're getting those, uh, those fill calves and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, look at the contrast, man, between Bryson <laughs> and like somebody like John Daly. I mean, right. Come on, bro. Yeah. I mean, not, if you've not, got a, you got a front table, if you got a table in the front of you, dog, where you can put your beer or some shit on, that is not that's not a good look, especially in golf, man. Because I already struggle with my swing. I can only imagine if you gotta swing your gut too. Yeah, and and you know, it can't be it can't be comfortable to swing that way either. You know, I mean no. granted he's he's been doing it for decades, so he knows what his body can do, but you know, to John Daly, like what's he packing in there that might be uh on a steroid level or something? To, to break out some conspiracies on this podcast. Oh boy. Hey, I kid, I kid. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of talk about that though. Yeah. For another cast. Has anybody seen John Daly recently? Oh man. He looks so he like he played a- in a tournament a couple, I want to say two or three weeks ago. I think he took dead last. Like it's Santa. He looks like Santa Claus, he giant like white beard. Nick Nolte, he, man. He, he's like ZZ tops backup. You know, it was it was. I didn't even recognize him. So go check it out. It's it's worth a look. So, uh, how did everyone's picks? Like, did you did you guys think DeChambeau was going to win? Um, I know my picks were they weren't too bad. They were a little off. You know, I had Rory up there, um, but on the last day, Rory was in contention, and then he got to the six and he put two balls in there. Um, everyone's talking about that decision. Um, but he was being aggressive cause he had seen the leaders kind of taking lead and, uh, he had to try to make some moves. Now that did not work out, um, because he ended up at 10th. Um, but, uh, my other picks like Jordan speed, he's consistent now, which is, I actually think it's pretty scary. Um, if Jordan is getting his game back, that's good. So he, he was tied fourth. Um, Hatton, uh, I had him on my list. He tied 21st. Uh, Harold Varner tied 21st, which was good. He got a nice little check. But my other sleeper, Ricky, man, I don't know what's going on with Rick, man. Big Dick Rick is, I don't know, shrinking or something, man. I don't know what's going on, man. Maybe it's a little too cold out or yeah. something, but he, uh, he came in dead same. last, seventy second. Like so a scared turtle. Yep. So I don't know what was everybody else's thoughts on who won or who they were predicting to win. Well, I just, I'll go. Go, okay. or go ahead, Mathis. Go ahead. I was just going to say I had uh, Rory, um, Sung J M, and then I did have Bryson up there. So you know, feel good about that. But um, why don't we go to the why don't we go to our guests and, and kind of see what what their thoughts are? Well, um, I had Hovland because he had played well the week before, right? But he had that one blow up hole, right? And it kind of ruined his weekend. So I figured, and then he, he played well the last two days. I figured he had he he had some confidence coming in, and Rory. Didn't pan out like I thought, but what I was excited about was Sunday you sat down and there was, what, five, six players within two? And I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And honestly, it, it it wasn't as – it was very anticlimactic, I think. So my picks didn't come in. Um, I loved the M pick. He's like my sleeper this year. Um, he's going to pop 
one of these days. Um, so my, my picks were terrible, but I was, I don't know. I just, I thought Sunday was going to be even thought it was going to be more, but that's compliment to Bryson who went out and just kind of took it too. So. Yeah. Now, since you know, you know, my belief in, in Asian players, man, and their discipline and, and what yeah. they bring to any kind of sport, man. So I think, you know, um, love to see the diversity in, in the game and seeing some, some guys kind of step up. What about you, B. Coles? You know, I, uh, I always tend to lean towards those Asian players that you're speaking of uh, for, for personal reasons. So, you know, seeing some finish in the top 20 is, is always awesome. Um, granted, we want to see them finish higher. But, uh, but yeah, um, it's, you know, it's weird watching someone like Bryson putt. That it just throws me off. He's got that. He's got that really long grip, and he has that thing running up his forearm. And it's just silly to me, but it works. So you know, but to to the conversation earlier, you know, it's it's fun to see someone that gets excited um, pull off a win. So that was cool. It'll be interesting to see what happens this week in the Players Championship, right? So all the big dogs are rolling over and um, they're going to play in the players championship. And (laughs) and, uh, they're going to take on TPC Sawgrass. Uh, The course is located in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. And the course has hosted this event every year since 1982. Um, it's a par 72 and it, uh, is 71, 89 yards. Um, this course has a bunch of hazards on it. Um, I think there's 17 water hazards, um, with the notorious hole 17, um, the Island that eats the balls. It's only a par three. I think the yards, it, yards are set at 137. Um, the average score on this hole, um, is 3.12 um, so par. Um, and a fun fact about hole 17. So during a golf season, it gathers 100,000 balls in that water. So it's on average that a player that plays that course will lose at least two balls, maybe three, um, trying to get on there. So before we get on there, um, how many balls do you guys think you would lose trying to get on there? I would say if I had 10 shots at it, I might get two on. I don't know. It might be close, but I'm losing eight for sure. It's it's tough. It's a tough hole. So, uh, B-Call, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm losing a dozen easy. Like, I'm, I'm spraying that ball left and right just trying to get it get it near and yeah that that hole scares the crap out of me just looking at the pictures of it i would be dumbed for sure what's the diameter do we know the diameter of the of the cert of the green i did not get rid of this apartment <laughs> like a big areola <laughs> yikes <laughs> um Small nipple in the middle. You know, one thirty. That's uh, that's a solid solid distance for me. I, I we'll put it this way. I think I could hit the green fifty percent of the time if the ball stays on. Uh, I'd say closer to thirty percent. All right. 
So if I'm playing, if I'm playing um, on 2K, I think I can hit it 10 out of 10. (laughs) But if I think I'm playing for real, I think I'm going to, you know, out of 10 times getting there, I think I'm going to lose like 30 balls. Yikes. Yeah. I'm I'm that guy. It's going to eat balls. I mean, so in 2019, um, and actually they – 2019, there was 45 balls in the water at number 17, and the numbers are crazy. 18, it was 2018, it was 53. 2017 was insane. It was 69. Um, it must be B flag placement, um, but it it is always fun to see how many people try that haul. Um, it'll be an interesting watch. I know you can watch it on the Golf Channel. Um, you can watch it on. Uh, Fubo TV for free on Thursday. Uh, PGA Tour Live, Twitter, um, Sirius XM will be multiple days. Uh, Golf Channel, uh, NBC on Saturday, and uh, NBC on Sunday, along with um, PGA Tour Live and Twitter. Man, so- cut this man a check. All them people out there and all them companies, man, y'all better start cutting us a check. We just helped you out. Yes, sir. So uh, the odds for the players. So we have a loaded field. So Dustin Johnson is 11 to 1. Rory's 14 to 1. DeChambeau's 14 to 1. John Rahm's 16 to 1. If we uh, scroll down, Tony Finau, 25 to 1. Jordan Speed, 25 to 1. Hovland, which has been a favorite on this show. Uh, 25 to 1. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, 35 to 1. Um, Patrick Reed, the the people's champ or not, but he's uh, 35 to 1. Um, and if we can the pickup scroll, artist. Yeah, the pickup artist. That's, that's our guy. Pickup artist. You know, the weekend golfers. I'm sure they move their balls too. Um, yeah, I, hey, I'm, I ain't going to lie, I did. I do. But I ain't, I'm not playing on the tour. <laughs> and I paid for that shit. <laughs> That's true. So with those odds there, let's get to some picks. So I went out and actually some of the past guests decided to send in their picks. So C-Pipes, C-Ikes chose uh, DJ, Rory, and JT. And his sleepers were Hovland and uh, Scheffler. And uh, Booga Fam chose uh, Dustin Johnson John Rom and Rory McIlroy, MD the Doctor Mike Darangowski himself chose Hovland, and his sleeper was Ryan Palmer, which I was hearing a lot about today on Golf Radio. Um, people are really high on him, especially his putting. So um, check him out. And then Chocolate Twilight sent in his picks, Mister Vishnu, um, and he chose Xander. To take it and his sleepers, which he has a bunch, um, he has a list. So he has Spieth, Zach Johnson, which is interesting, Bubba, and Jason Day. So um, with those picks out there from our past guests, let's get into to our picks for for this tournament. So let's uh, let's go with uh, B Dilla, B Cole himself. So uh, in in breaking this down, as I uh, stated earlier, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my uh, my Asian brethren, and uh, my my two picks will be Colin Morikawa and uh, Hideki Matsuyama. 
I like the uh, the little stat here for Matsuyama being uh, one of the the best increase players over the last ten years at that course. I think that that bodes well. Yep, that's a good pick, and he shot a sixty three before we were interrupted by the COVID. So uh, he was interrupted uh, in his greatness. So uh, let's go to the nature boy. Woo himself and hear his picks. All right. Um, So I've got, um, I think Sunjay M. I think this is the one he's been warming up. I think this is, this is his week. And I really like um, Fleetwood. I think he he does really well here. He's played well before. Um, he is – I don't want to call him a sleeper, but he just hasn't played a lot this year so far. So um, I've got Fleetwood, and then um, I guess my – I don't want – I don't know. I Mr. Smith from Australia is got to be the best character on the golf course right now. Um, I mean, he's kind of like, he's like an Australian Ricky Fowler, if I could say that, but he's playing well, which is the difference. Right. So those are uh, the three that I have. I really think that uh, I think, you know, DJ has got to prove something. He has not been playing well. I don't, I don't pick him to win. But he's really got to he's got to show me something this week because this is like I think the first year where he is truly the number one, and is it weighing too much on him, right? So those are my those are my three: M. Fleetwood and Smith. Nice, right I like it. Sugar, what's yours? I'm gonna go. I'm also going uh, Colin Morikawa. I think uh, I think he's just playing really good golf right now. Um, and we'll see what happens. I think that uh, this is a, a, a you know, a, another another tournament where you're going to have to play with patience. Um, you're going to have to be accurate. And I think he is. He's both of those things. So I'm going to go with Colin. Also going to put Rory up there. Um, I think he's playing some pretty good golf right now. And I think, you know, if it's it's interesting to see the the drive in these guys. You know, some of these guys are they're kind of breaking under the pressure. You know, you can kind of see it on, you know, when they're, when they're trying to make some of their, their typical shots and it's just not happening and they get frustrated or they might be yelling at their caddy or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. But, you know, I think you got to be patient. You got to have, you got to be calm. And I think Colin and Rory are two of the, two of the ones that can do that the best. I also think that uh, Tony Finau, he's the, he's Mr. Finesse to me, man. So I'm going to put him up there. So those are my three that I'm going to go with uh, for this week. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this about the the golf channel, man. What's crazy is, is that they've been playing, you know, commercials about the Players' Championship for about a month. And that 17 is what they show. And it's hitting like if, because I be, you know, I'm I'm just a regular watcher on the golf channel. So I know these guys tune into that shit. So it's got to hit them. Every time they see that, that's what they're thinking about. So, you know, this is considered the fifth major. So these guys are going to want to show out. That's so true. There, There is a highlight reel out there on uh, YouTube. And I believe there's a, a link to it on, 
think the the golf.com, but it shows all the highlights from years ago all the way to now of the balls going into the water on 17. Um, with that being said, I'm, I'm going with Rory. Um, he's playing great golf. He took some chances last week. But if that driver is hot and his irons get hot, watch out. Uh, John Rahm played well in 2019. Um, he was having some putter issues um, with his putting. But if he can get some of that putting back, I look for him to take it. DJ, I hope he gets back on track. Um, it's funny with DJ because you never can read him because he's just an athlete and he's just like, oh, maybe I'll get up for this one and maybe I won't. So maybe he'll get up for this one um, and uh, do well, especially for Paulina. Hey, Paulina. Um, Hideki Matsuyama. Um, he shot a 63, as I said earlier. Uh, before he got interrupted uh, by this pandemic, and he'll do well. And then Cantelay, um, he shot a 67 um, in the first round of the players last year, and uh, he's been consistent, and he can just get a win. Now, there, I do have some sleepers out there. Jordan Spieth, I want him to kind of perform, and if he can get a win, that would be cool. But this is a Pete Dye course, and he struggles on those. Uh, JT with all those distractions with, uh, you know, Polo dropping him, grandpa passing away and he still played well. Um, I think he just needs a chance. Tony Finau, we're all, we're pulling for you. We want you to, to stop being the bridesmaid, be the bride. Come on, bring it through for us. Come on. Now I have a question for all of you guys. Will Ricky Fowler make the cut this week? Um, there's a lot of things going on with Ricky. So he dropped his old swing coaches, um, and he has a new swing coach and then he's been messing with his putter technique. So is he changing too many things and will he actually make the cut this week? So let's just, just say, go around and say yes or no. Will he make the cut? So let's go with B Cole. No. Mathis. Not even close. Sugar. Hate to say it, but no. All right. I'm going to go opposite, and I'm going to say Big Dick shows up in his orange, and he he gets it done. He gets the cut. Um, Now, the other interesting thing is listening to all our picks. So last week, Bryson won. No one's looking at him this week. What gives? What, is he too much of a long ball and no control, or what's going on? What do you, what do you guys think about Bryson in this tournament? Finesse. I think that this is this is a tournament that's going to take finesse, and not to say that he can't do it, but I think there are others that have more touch, and I think that's what's going to get them over. And he's going to struggle with that this week. Not to say he can't do well, but I think he's going to struggle. Okay, I can feel that, and his putting has been, yeah, you know, or whatnots. Brian, is he is Bryson gonna show up? Is Bryson gonna be in the top five? I mean, I uh, I only don't pick anybody because uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna stick with the Asian brethren. So, but to to Reggie's point, it's it's a, a finesse course. Um, so yeah, I just I don't think he'll be in the top five. Nature boy, what's your thoughts on Bryson? 
Top five, top ten? I'm going to say outside of the top ten. And I, the only reason I don't think he is going to do very well is it's just hard to repeat in the PGA. Like, last week was a big tournament. He came off a lot of emotion, a lot of, you know, just, there was a lot there, and it's just hard to repeat on the PGA tour. And really that's why I said, no, not any other reason, because I mean, what do we have? Uh, I could be totally wrong here, but I think uh, Kepka was the only back-to-back winner last year or something like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's super hard. And these are two really big tournaments back to back. So I just, it was just too emotional. Uh, I just don't think he's going to, his head's not going to be there. So. Yeah. Emotionally. I, it, it's tough. I, I agree with you on the emotional part, man. Well, uh, I heard on uh, Twitter, I follow so many golf things on Twitter, so I don't know who said it, but they're like, you know, the, the, the most tiring weeks on the PGA Tour are when you don't make the cut and then when you win, right? Like those are just draining emotionally. So, you know, Bryson is, he's obviously a big dude, but, you know, he, I think he's just going to be drained. So, Good call. So... Um, everyone tune in to the players and uh, enjoy some good golf. Um, I'm actually looking forward to, I'm sure there's some bet, betting houses out there that are betting on how many balls are going in the water each day. So uh, that should be some fun betting. That um, might be on a, you know, with the monkey knife fight, go, go hit our listeners, man. If you're, if you are kind of a degenerate gambler, go check out, um, monkey knife fight and kind of see what uh, some of the things that you could bet on. It is, it is amazing. Uh, that's a crazy name, but it is the crazy ass site too. Yeah. We'll check it out. It'll hey, take your bread. It will take your bread if you're not easy. Hey, let's switch topics and uh, let's talk a little bit about women and golf and a little bit about diversity. So um, there was an article out on um you know it it's been everywhere it was on edition uh cnn.com and the name of the article um was um there's a dearth of black players on the LPGA tour and uh this woman wants to change that and so uh they're talking about Clemmy Perry um who wants to bridge the gap in in golf uh, for black women and uh, it's here recently right it's crazy so you know when you read these articles you think of something past but she picked up her clubs in 2013 so you're like oh shit like it's only 2021 so it was eight years ago so um, LPGA was one of the longest women's associations right with the lowest diversity turnout um, it was founded in 1950 um it took like a decade before it got its first minority player, with which was Miss Althea Gibson. Um, and then 14, 14 years later was Nancy Lopez. Um, since 1950, there was only eight black women that have held tour cards, which is insane. Like full-time status. Full-time status. Eight. Yeah. It's sad. And 1950. 1950. And currently... Out of the 220, 220 active players that have cards, there's one black lady that is holding her card full-time, which is Mariah Stackhouse. What is that? 1.2 black women in 
seven decades. That's insane. That is crazy. It's insane. So pick up your clubs, man, ladies, get please. out there and, and start swinging. And, and, and there's a few of them out there. Right. And so she, she set up a nonprofit, um, the women of color golf, um, in Florida to kind of help with the diversity of the sport. And there's some young golfers up and coming, jumping into the, to the ranks um, of, of diversity. Um, I think a Shasta, um, who's, who's come up and she's been back and forth, but she was lucky, um, because her parents could help her financially. So, um, what did you guys think of the article? Um, as far as like, you hear these numbers, um, um, you think about like diversity in sports, like, what did you guys think about this? It's a deep yeah, subject. Go ahead and start with you. All right. Um, well, it's, it, it sucks, right? I mean, um, the, the inequities that are provided in terms of bringing more diversity and specifically, you know, the black community to golf has been tough. And then just think about the disparity that black women are always facing as well. Right. Like it's, it's, it's like double stacked against you if you're a black woman. Right. So it's, I don't know. It's terrible. I love the story though, that they're starting to, you know, make way uh, or move in a positive way. Right. They talked about bringing golf to, what was it? It was in Florida, right? Um, the program, I have it here. I got, I'm just looking at my notes. Yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely trying to bring the, the, the game to Florida. You know, there's yeah. a, yeah, so I, so I, I, I really like it. And the thing that, that I that I see here is it reminds me of tennis with Serena and Venus, right? The splash that they made, but it was they did it with their play and then they did it with the you know courage and bravery in in taking on the difficult conversations that needed to be had by somebody who had that platform at that time. Right. So you think about uh you know, Mariah Stackhouse, who was in the um, article, you know, it's an opportunity for her to, you know, take that. And, and judging by, you know, the, just this one article, right. She, that's what she's wanting to do. She's wanting to, to kind of take that and run with it. So um, I'm saddened by the numbers. It mirrors a, a lot of what is wrong in America. Um, but it gives me hope that it is moving in the right direction. Um, but you hate to say it, they, they got to win or they have to do something that is almost like decisive or, or goes against the grain. Right. Remember Serena, she wanted to wear outfits and they were like, no, you can't wear those. Right. It opens up the door to have these conversations where you're like, okay, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Right. So I hope it's winning, but I also hope that she like rattles some cages with something too. So, yeah, and I, I definitely think they're rattling cages. And I think what, what Clemmie Perry is, what she's trying to do. And, you know, with the help of a lot of um, uh, great ladies that you, you all have mentioned, they're, they're behind her, you know, they're, they're trying to not only teach, you know, young ladies and they're saying all ladies, it doesn't matter what color you are. 
they're trying to build a sense of community where there is none. They're also trying to, you know, um, you know, teach teach these young ladies about life discipline and to do something that, that can actually get you places in life. I mean, how many think about it? I mean, you know, how many deals get done on a on a on a golf course? Right. How many conversations turn into ideas that turn into things that change the world? A lot of those things could happen on a golf course. So I think that giving people the skills to network and to be a part part of something that that people kind of, you know, come together for, I think is teaching people about life on a different level. So kudos to those ladies and what they're doing and your your pioneers for what you're doing. And again, just like, you know, we mentioned earlier, you know, strides are being made in the WNBA. And I think little things, little by little, these are wins. Success breeds more success. Yep. And I, I, I agree 100 um, percent. Representation matters and uh, positive representation matters even more. So what uh, what these ladies are doing is is awesome. You know, and it's going to start at a, a grassroots level where, you know, clubs need to be made regardless of where it's at, you know, Colorado, Florida, California, whatever. And, you know, just get more people involved and, 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 and just get, get women out there, get, get people of color out there, get, uh, just support, you know. The game of golf is already colorful, right? I mean, how many times have you seen, you know, your old, your old, uh, you know, that what somebody might call a duster, you know, but he's got them, he's got them cold ass, you know, golf pants on though. But when he swings that club, doesn't matter, man. The, the guy can swing, you can hit the ball. It doesn't matter if you're old, tall, you know, round, not skinny, whatever you are, man. I think this is a beautiful game and it's something that, that um, should be shared no matter who you are. And with that, I want to shoot a shout out to Shasta, Cheyenne Woods, Sedina Parks, and Mariah Stackhouse for, for holding it down, doing their thing. Mariah, keep that card. Get out there playing. And, and you corporations, get out there and support these women. Um, help them be out there and uh, get their face and marketing out there um, and products and and everything. You know, Nike, hook them up. You got you know, you got all this power. Let's let's do some things. Speaking of Nike, though, oh boy, this week, kiss my converse, man. Oh man, sneaker news of the week: the Jordan Four dropped, and um, I know there was a lot of people out there trying to get this golf shoe. Resellers, uh, I looked up; the price was doubled. It, it maybe more now. It's it's crazy. Um, sugar, how'd you do? Did you, did you happen to get those? Well, you know, um, things started off well that morning, you know, woke up early, you know, you know, felt like I told you, I felt I was going to feel like freeway. I was going to be there, you know, and I was there, man. I was there, had my shit out, had my app on and, uh, got him into the cart, went to go pay and, and no dice, man. So, you know, very disappointed. But I ended up uh, making another purchase, bought some different Jordan golf, uh, golf shoes. So it's not exactly the ones I wanted, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do and take the ones you can get. 
That's true. So with me rebooting early in the morning at 8 a.m. and getting on the Nike app, I happened to get lucky and get a pair. And they are cold in person. Um, but the bots were for real. Like, um, a lot of people had them in carts and could not get them. B, I know you're not a huge Jordan guy. You're Adidas guy. Um, what do you think of those those fours? You know, I'm 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 not a sneakers guy. Um, but the the what you just held up, they do look cold. So. Yeah. Those, weren't, those weren't even the right ones. Those, those are the ones that I had to get. No, uh, Eric was holding them up as oh, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm not a sneakerhead, but uh, I definitely understand the collectibles mentality. I mean, you can see behind me. Uh, so, yeah, good for you. Congrats. Thanks. Now we'll see what happens. I hear the rumor has it that they're going to come out with the bread for us in a golf shoe. Um, shout out to some of the sneaker pages like teed up kicks. Uh, he'd be coming up with some, some creative ideas. Um, looked on the page today and he had the Agassiz in a designed into a golf shoe that would be cold blooded. I'd be all about it. Um, I would do man. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about that. So speaking of sneakers, part of the hip hop culture, um, we're going to dive into one of the favorite segments that we we've been holding to find out uh, the top five favorites of something from our guest. And this week we're going to go top five rap groups. So there's a lot of rap groups out there and it's, it's very interesting. I, I want to hear these lists. Um, they are debatable. Uh, people have, mentioned and heard and and they have good points on some of the picks in our list that we have and i i appreciate it um so b call top five rap groups let's hear them so I'm, I'm gonna have to start this with a question and that is what do you guys think a group is because you've got uh you've got the different levels of the breakdown here so i need to know what i'm working with sure so okay. two Two or more, right? Like we're 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 good there. They make an album. You're a group if you're you're two or more, right? But is it two or more MCs, or is it you know like? Uh, we can mix it up. I, I I'm I'm open with mixing it up. Right, you have gangsta, right? And it's that DJ that works there. because you you have you know people like Eric B and Rakim like. Okay. That's a group. And so, that's just it. so your your idea of a group is just more than one member. Correct. Yeah, two artists, two artists. Whether you're making, whether you're a producer or the DJ, and then, but to me, I think, I, I think you, it has to be. Well, it's it's kind of hard to say that because you then you have the I, I, I would just agree. It has to be people contributing to the greater good of what's produced. Okay. Um, so that's going to, that's going to jumble everything up because I've got about 20 lists I'm working with here. So <laughs> I'm going to just, I'm going to drop number one, regardless of how many members for me, it's the roots. Yes. Um, De La Soul, uh, Wu-Tang Clan, 
then if we're going to uh, if we're going to go with uh, allowing duos and all that in there, I'll uh, I'll throw in Blue and Exile. Okay, like it. And uh, and run the jewels, just to get to get some of the newer cats in there as well. Nice. That's a solid list. I'll give it to you. I like solid. it. Solid. Solid. Now, now here's what I'm going to say. We've had some suspect picks in our previous podcasts. I don't expect to hear none of that tonight. Is Drake in a group? <laughs> oh, yikes. Oh, no, that wasn't Mish. That was C Pipes, right? Yep. <laughs> um, I will go with my groups. So, number one, I love this group. Tribe Called Quest. Got to roll with them. I got Daylaw. I got Outcast, I got Wu Tang, and then I got NWA because that's that's the the West Coast fathers. And then I did some honorable mentions, right? So we got Run DMC, right? Like the King of Rock, you know. Mm-hmm. They got that Beastie Boys, hardcore. Um, I, I mentioned Eric B and Rakim, Public Enemy. A lot of people sleep on them. They do some shit. Ghetto Boys, my dudes. Love them. Uh, maybe not. I'm getting some faces there, but I love them. Black Star, dope. I had Roots on there, Mob Deep. So um, those are my guys. But my top five is, is definitely Tribe, De La, NWA, Outcast, and Wu Tang. So let's 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 go with the the Nature Boy. All right. So this was tough. This was really, really tough. I had to call a friend. I had to phone a friend to have conversations to <laughs> help me with this. So um, I'm going to go in reverse order. Um, NWA, number five. My hesitation there was they really weren't together that long, but their influence is so big. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get away from that, right? I mean, not just in hip-hop, but in the world, right? Like – you know, fuck the police, right? Like that's yep. that message changed society. So um, they're more in there, honestly, for their their impact uh, on hip hop and on in the world, not longevity. Um, number four, Wu Tang. Um, I watched a documentary on it was on Prime. I think it's gone now. It went on to Cinemax about Wu Tang a couple weekends ago, and it just solidified that they're just the, the 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 theory behind them. Right? Let's take a whole state and just bring it together, like unheard of, and not just any state. New York, right? Like uh, amazing. Uh, three is the Beastie Boys. Uh, first time I ever heard hip hop. It was a uh, the. The little tiny record, the what are those called? Uh, eight millimeter 45. 45. Yeah, eight millimeter. What am I thinking? Yeah, the 45. First time I ever heard hip hop, Beastie Boys. Um, number two is Tribe, and I actually got to see Tribe and Beastie Boys together at McNichols Arena, one of the best concerts ever. It was the farewell tour for both of them. No, it was farewell for just Tribe. It was unbelievable. And Big Mac, too. Yeah, right, right. Um, and number one, Outcast. I mean, I I don't know. Their earlier stuff is. I mean, er, everything they put out was good, but their earlier their early stuff was just unbelievable. 
And I got to give another shout out to McNichols Arena. I saw Biggie Smalls there. So I did too. I was at that concert, Mathis. Oh boy, buddy, Halloween, our senior year, October thirty first, nineteen ninety five. And his anniversary of his death was yesterday. So shout out Biggie. Boom. Thank you for blessing us, man. So I got to give some. Can I give some uh, honorable mentions? Um, Black Star for sure. Uh, the Fugees. Um, Roots for sure. Public Enemy. Not. I don't like their. I don't like the beats. I don't like the cadence. I love the message. Right. So, um, and then Run the Jewels. Brian, I like I I they've been a group since 2013 and every album they put out is Fire. politically amazing. It is lyrically amazing. Uh, you know, you know, LP is just he he's on another level right now. So um I love the run the jewels uh as well. So there you go. All right. So I'm really uh, you know, I, I love the picks so far. Um, you know, and my, my list is in no particular order. It's hard for me to kind of put these in order because I rock all of, you know, I, I rock all of them at some point, right? Eric being rock him, man, growing up microphone fiend for me was the hardest hip hop song, rap song that I heard as a kid. Like I, I ran around like, like boom, 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 boom. Like my parents used to tell me, shut up. Like I'm sick and tired of hearing that song. <laughs> so Eric B and Rakim, man, for me, were, were, is, is just where it's at. Wu-Tang can't say enough about the, you know, the lyrical styles and the different type of energy that they bring to hip hop. To me, nothing, there, there is nothing like it. Tribe again, another kind of energy, man. And when you span multiple decades and continue to put out hot music that unified people, no matter what the color you are, beautiful thing, man. EPMD for me is up there. I, and I, I know, I know I'm getting the looks, but I'm talking like early EPMD. I'm going to like when hip hop was hip hop. EPMD was at the top of the game at one point. Now, I know they fell off and, and things went different, but in the Mecca, in the time of, of when hip hop was real and when cats was real creative, those cats was, was dope. Yeah. Cause that you got to chill video yeah. still cracks. Come on, you know, and NWA and I'm going to go with cube. They were on one level. Um, and not to say that they, they fell off because that hundred miles and running was dope. It would have been better Ooh. with Cube, though. They did fall off a been, little bit. It would have been better with Cube, but the thing that made it good, though, is that it sparked them to kind of battle. If that didn't happen, we never would have got no Vaseline. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So some of the groups that I'm gonna put up there have already been said, but Mob Deep, De La Soul, PE, Run DMC. I'm throwing two in here for me because I got to go to my southern roots. But I'm gonna put UGK up there. Oh, I like it. Chad Butler is a cold motherfucker to me. Yeah, you okay. know, and so is Bum B. Yeah. So I gotta put UGK up there. Pocket full of stones. I heard it on the radio in Houston the first day that it came out. Man, I had I made my aunt take me to the record store. We went and looked for that shit the next day. Wasn't there. 
<laughs> That's why I'm telling you. The society soundtrack. Hey, <laughs> they have some fire cuts on that motherfucker too. Yes, indeed. Um, and I'm gonna, and I know that there's two people on here that 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 are gonna say, okay, you know, because again, when I look at longevity, and when I when I'm talking about someone who can span over multiple decades, I'm gonna put atmosphere up there. Because atmosphere is not only it's is not it's a group. You got Slug and Ant. They've been making music for four decades underground, and they've been putting other cats on for a long time. Hmm. So I want to give the props. I'm not saying they're in my top five, but I'm gonna put them up there because of what they've done for the culture. I appreciate what they do. They do make good music, and if nobody likes it, go buy the shit. See Ike's. We got to get on that. We got to. Yeah, that guy. That guy got in my head. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you right there on atmosphere all day long. Man. I never got my uh, honorable mentions, so atmosphere would be right there. Hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. I like it. Living legends. And uh, oh yeah, you know some Tanya Morgan. Okay. And just to n- not to hurt anybody's feelings, but uh, the far side is always there for me. <sighs> I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I'm over it now. (laughs) I hope so, because you're in a better place. Yeah, that's true. No doubt. So, Reg, why don't you introduce our next topic? All right. So we're going to get into, you know, and this is hard, too, because there's so many um, there's so many ways to look at this. But we, we wanted to ask the fellas. Um, today who are on uh you know what is the front nine who are your top nine producers and this you know um what i would say in this is a lot of producers kind of go back and forth right so i think you know some are are more rap some are do some kind of r&b some kind of go in between so i think when you think about it r&b and rap game together because a lot of these guys do span both so i'm gonna i'll kick us off here um I'm going with DJ Quick. Doesn't get any better, man. <laughs> DJ Quick is a movement. No lies. No lies told here. Movement for not even for the not even for uh, not even for the West Coast, man. But I would say the world. That dude is world renowned. He has made beats for a ton of artists that you would never know about. So I'm gonna give it to DJ Quick. That's 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 probably one of my favorite. That's probably the my favorite producer, man. Um Hits, DJ Premier, Dr. Dre, Jay Dilla. Still being used, his beats are still being used to this day. So our kids are listening to Jay Dilla beats. We listen to Jay Dilla beats. They don't even know. RZA, Kanye, The Alchemist, Timbo, and Ninth Wonder. That's my top nine. Not mad at it at all. Not mad. I got some. I, I got some. I got some runner-ups. Rick Rubin, the yes. Neptunes, yes. Cardo, yes. And my nigga Mike Will made it. <laughs> you you had me till then. <laughs> <laughs> But he's dope. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I'm just playing on the last one. But, you know, I, I had to see that. I had to see what y'all was gonna, what the reaction was going. Oh boy, those, those are my top. 
top nine in uh, uh, my runner-ups. Why don't we go? Let's uh, be calls. Kicking it over to you. All right. So uh, for producers in no particular order, um, top nine, uh, Dilla, DJ Premier, Ninth Wonder, LP, The Alchemist, Madlib, RZA, Exile, and uh, this one this one hurts me to put in my top nine because you guys know my feelings on him. But uh, Kanye, he's yeah. uh, he's a top nine producer. Yep, for sure. Um, my my honorables are Neptune's, Timbaland's, uh, Pete Rock, Rick Rubin, and Quincy Jones. Shout out to the old player Quincy. Yes, yeah. sir. Q is putting a hurting on them ladies for the longest time, man. Still, that Quincy, that he made Thriller, and that Quincy from the Block album that that discovered Tevin Campbell. Oh boy, that can yes. we talk? Whew. No, who if not, who has not tried to Mac to some, you know, whether some uh, that that album, man, that Quincy Jones album has some some burners on it, man. It was all it was mostly R and B, but it it was that that was a cold blooded album, Secret Garden killer yeah, oh man yeah. ingram well what was his uh what's the name what's the name of the singer on that what's uh his, his last know, name is ingram i know it's ingram and james he, yeah it was james ingram james ingram man that's a cold-blooded cut but let's get back to the producers man all right let's let's go with uh the nature boy all right well it, i mean i'm basically gonna repeat everything you guys have said um, no particular order. Uh, Rick Rubin, RZA, Dre, Kanye, uh, Jay Dilla. That's Reg. When you said that, I was uh, absolutely. Um, LP, DJ Premier, The Alchemist. Um, I have Babyface on here. Uh, he was strictly R and B, right? But still, he he had a huge impact. Um, and I want to thank you guys because I I had to research this. I really really had to sit down and research this, and I came across a guy, uh, Barry Gordy. Anybody know who he is? Yeah, Motown, Motown. right? Oh. So without Motown, do we have what we have today in hip hop and R and B? Probably not. So. Um, I, I don't know. I want to give a shout out there. And then Q-Tip, I think he is underrated. Like he, so I, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but the evolution of hip hop on Netflix, Great right? Show. Like, Great. you know, that show really helped me even appreciate something that I've loved since I was, I don't even, I don't even know how old I was when I first started listening to hip hop, but um, seeing Q-Tip through that lens really was like, okay, he, he, he has more talent than just his lyrics. And um, so, yeah, there you go. That's, that's the list. Nice. That great. was a great list. Great. Uh, great list, fellas. So my nine, I got the Neptunes up there because uh, in the nineties and continuing now, they still find their way out there and they're creative. And the crazy part about them is, you know, they love hip hop, but they, they do some, some hard rock, heavy metal shit uh, with NERD that's incredible also. 
Um, so when we were younger and we heard that crossover with Pharrell and NERD, it was crazy. Dr. Dre, of course, is on there. Quick, Kanye, RZA, Timbaland, Dilla, Pete Rock, Ninth Wonder. My honorable mentions, Missy Elliott. She doesn't get a lot of credit, but she she does a lot for her herself, but she produces a lot of R&B, which is, is great. Um, Teddy Riley. Right. And so the reason why I throw Ted out there, right. <laughs> he brought us not only the rump shaker, right. Which ties into, to the Neptunes. Right. But a lot of people don't really know the history that he produced. Dougie fresh is the show. So when you go back into your history and you look at that and he put the show together with Dougie fresh, y'all. Yes. Yes. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Hey, and on top of that, look at how Teddy produced. He had Guy. He created a whole movement of music in New Jack Swing. So yeah, some of the artists that, that you know are popular now might have been made to some of the songs he created. You ain't never lied. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of comments on that for sure. Um <laughs> Teddy goes hard though, but uh so with is Drake a, is Drake a producer? Uh no, there's there's no Drake, but man, a Drake and Teddy collabo, come on. Rap. Sorry, sorry, B Cole. Your your yeah, face is we'll have, to ask, we'll have to ask the Ikes about that if he's if he's rapping or if he's singing on that one. So, <laughs> so Rich, with that transition, let's uh Talk about the uh, golf gig and song of the week, a song to add to your playlist while you're out golfing in these streets and hitting the links. So uh, another banger, another yeah. banger. Yeah, man. Go ahead and introduce this. This is a uh, Rhapsody uh, featuring L Varner. The title is Michelle. Let's hear it. song has got some great vibes it actually be it it actually takes me back to you can hear some of the 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 tribe uh chords in there some of the harmony of day law like some of the later day law like harmonies and stuff and of course she's produced by knife wonder you know and she's from north carolina so uh that's a dope ass track um make sure rhapsody you goes man she she spits hard and she's got the the great backing of, as you said, Ninth Wonder and, and the Soul Council, like uh, him, Crisis Knots, and then they promote the shit out of her, mm-hmm. and it's it's well deserved. She's she's amazing. So it feels different. Like when you hear that music, man, it feels different. Like it's a, it's all it's almost like she's bringing you a lifestyle. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, this is who I am. This is, this is me. This is my, this, this is, you know, you, that energy, man. He weaves a great story. And, uh, and that's, that's what, that's what rap needs to be. Mm -hmm. What's crazy about it is it gives me the feel of, you know, outcast said, Hey, the South got something to say, you know, like she, she's coming out of North Carolina and hey man, she's, she's pushing it. Right. And all the Carolina people are out there, uh, putting some shit out there for sure. So I'm, I'm with that. I like that. So, uh, to that, uh, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you guys' uh, last week's breakdown of, uh, of your top five ladies and, uh, <laughs> only one of the lists, if I remember correctly, had Rhapsody on it and zero, zero of the lists had saw rock. She goes. So if you guys, she absolutely rhyme sayers, yeah, she, and I mean, her album last year, last year is easily one of the top two albums for me. I, Listen to the shit out of that album. The Sharecropper's Daughter, right? Yeah. Yep. Great, great album. Wow. Good call on that. Mm-hmm. She'll be featured next week. Still Ladies go. Month. Thanks for the shout out, B. Hey, Rich, what is our next topic? It's one of so, our best ones. Yeah, we, you know, again, once again, we got to bring you what we are hating on this week. Hey, hey, hey. And so, you know, fellas, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to refrain. I'm going to hold back my, my hate for the last, you know, I'm going to be, try to be reserved today because, you know, the snow's coming. I'm trying to calm down, trying to get, get everything ready for this snowstorm that's about to hit us. So why don't we go ahead and start with you, E, on, on what are you hating on? All right. I got two things. I'm hating on the NBA dunk contest. That shit was weak and whack. It was it was cool to have a couple of people out there and then the COVID times and stuff like that. But I don't need the warm up dunks in a dunk contest. I mean, we've seen a lot of dunkers on Instagram and stuff doing crazy shit. Copy that. Copy that. Do that. Now, homeboy that went up and kissed, blew the kiss at the rim. If he would have kissed the rim, I agree with TNT, the commentators, he would have broke the internet. That's crazy, right? And he was up there. Now that dude can leap, not taking anything away from him. But when you think about dunk contest and you think about Vince Carter and none of those dunks were planned and he just came out and did some shit, Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, I can't be having the NBA selling us short on the bullshit. The three point contest is actually more popular than the dunk contest. So we got to get that together. And then the hey, other, oh, go ahead. On the dunk contest, man, I think you are exactly right. And I think they need to quit having these young cats in there. Like I know they're the, the extraordinary leapers and all that, but we want to see the cats that we already know that can dunk. Stop running LeBron. Yes. LeBron needs to be in there. At least once. You want to be a goat. Once. Jordan was out there. Come on. Kobe man. jumped in one. I want to see, see it. We want to see it. Right. If Chris. So I saw Chris Paul dunk in the All-Star game, which I didn't think he had the hops anymore, but he got up there. <laughs> so if Chris Paul can dunk shit, I'd rather see him in the dunk contest than what they put out there. Well, so I feel you. I'm, I'm going to stop now so you can get yeah. to your next hate. So I don't want to hate on my other know, hate, I continue to hate is on the old fleas in the PGA talking about technology 
and trying to change the games and putting boundaries and shit out there, let us grow the game, right? We're young. You had your chance. You did your thing. Let these young cats get their shine and carry the game to the next level for the new kids. So if you couldn't hit it like them, shut the fuck up. Your time is gone. Let's move on. I'm done. I don't want to hear the shit on Golf Channel and all this stuff. You guys talking about how they're having to move the holes and do all this stuff. So these things are undrivable. They will find a way eventually. So knock the shit off. Stop the hate. So with that, I'm going to pass it to B. Cole. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up a little bit here and uh, I'm going to start with a minor hate and turn it into a, a thing that I'm digging, if that's all right. Yes. I, uh, I'm in a couple of family group texts and I got a text message last night that uh, is what I'm hating on. And it's these people that are upset that the owners of the Dr. Seuss collection are going to stop selling specific books and that the Disney channel or Disney plus took specific movies from uh, the children's uh, channels so that they can't just go and watch them. So I'm hating on people that think that that's a bad thing, but to spin it to the positive, what I like about what Disney plus has done is your kid can't just go push play on Peter Pan, for instance, without being on the adult version of Disney Plus, which means mm-hmm. now you get to have a conversation of, about what is problematic in that movie, and we can start to parent our kids. And in a way, Disney has forced that conversation instead of it just being these horrible portrayals of marginalized groups being shot out to the kids and letting them think that that's okay. Now we can have those conversations because you should be sitting there watching it and talking with them about why it's wrong. So that's what I like about what's happening. Word. That was dope. Mathis, what you got? Well, real quick, I want to piggy off of what Brian just said. You know, there there's research on the so-called Disney effect, but it's it's the other way. So where, you know, kids are seeing what's in Disney and they think that's what life is, right? And there are there's research on it, lots of it. And Brian, I agree. I love that Disney well, they still have a ways to go, but it's it, it they're they're stepping in the right direction. Um and I agree 100% with anybody that thinks what they're doing with the Dr. Seuss books is wrong. I just want to agree with you publicly on that. That's awesome. What I am hating on, I've got two things. Um, one is the uh, – I'm sorry, gentlemen, but the host of the show. Uh, when you guys did Best Rappers, nobody said Ice Cube. Uh, I, I, I'm shocked shocked no cube no love for ice cube so i'm kind of hating that he didn't get any love when it came to best rappers from all four people in that show so i'm not just hating on Emich and reg no love for ice cube insane to me fair all right fair. my second one 
Fair. Especially E. Mitch after you kind of stood up for him too. What about like leaving NWA? And uh, it, you know, I, sorry, but sorry. He, but he had two. He he went off and he made a couple of dope albums. But after that, it's questionable. So, but, but okay, okay. But look, there is some bias here. Friday is one of the best movies of all time. He's a great producer of movies. His his political career is pretty on point. Uh, I I was shocked. No Ice Fair. Cube. Fair. Okay. We'll give you that. Yep. All right. What we'll else I'm hating on is... I will not give you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, I'm hating on is this storm coming in. Um, so I, I have a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. He works for CDOT. Um, he's in charge of doing avalanche control for Colorado. And so he is a weather nerd. And I was talking to him earlier and he's like, well, minimum 18 inches, max 36 inches, right? In the Denver metro mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I'm hating on it is not because of snow. I'm a Colorado native. Like I don't, I'm good. Right. I know how to handle this. It's because last Friday, Reggie and I were playing golf in 70 degree weather. And I was waiting to do that again here real soon. And because of that much snow, it's going to be even longer before I get back on the course. So that's why I'm hating on this storm. It's fucking up my golf game. Yeah. And yes. Mathis, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I am going to agree with you and I'm going to continue the hate segment with this fucking storm because this one storm has now caused a lot of uh, stress in my life because when you go to the, when we just like today, I had an experience, we go to Costco and the fucking line is from the cash register way back, almost by the goddamn meat section. I'm sorry, but I'm pissed off about that shit. (laughs) The managers are just running around. Oh, well, you know, sorry for the wait, folks. Fuck you. Sorry for the wait. We're in a pandemic, man. Motherfuckers are trying to get shit and go home. And you guys want to sit here and make me wait another 45 minutes with who not this lady in front of us got shit leaking out of her car. I don't know what the fuck's coming out of there. Um, we're rolling and trying to miss the miss the tracks and shit. So, yes, I'm hating on the weathermen. I'm hating on you know, retailers who are not ready and prepared and have enough employees to make sure that your customers get in and out that motherfucker because we got shit to do. So that's what I'm hating on. And I'm also hating on the fact you guys brought up something I think is very interesting. So if I'm a paying subscriber for a streaming service and if I want to see the original versions of shit, I should be able to make that choice. You should give me the choice. Now, if I want to turn it off from my kids or whatever, I will do that. But give me the choice because I heard some absurd shit. And when you think about it, it's kind of they have a point, but it was where we were in life. So y'all remember Pepe Le Pew, right? Mm-hmm. Pepe Le Pew to me was he was the Mr. Romantic man. Mm-hmm. He was always trying to be like, hey, you know, Mr. Lover Lover, right? Well, they're actually taking him out of Looney Tunes commercials or car- not commercials, but cartoons. And he won't be in Space Jam, too, because they said he's a rapist. What? Yes. Yes. I think you are taking this shit way too far, man. 
It is fucking Pepe Le Pew. It's a cartoon. Yeah. There's, I see crazier shit on the Family Guy. Yeah. Then I see what 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 I see in with Pepe Le Pew. So, yeah, man, I'm fuck all these people that want to take shit too far. I'm sorry, man, but let people make the choice for themselves. If you don't want to see Pepe Le Pew, then fine. Select the fucking version that says no Pepe Le Pew, but give me some more Pepe Le Pew because when I grew up, hey, that dude, he was funny to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Was, I mean, y'all, I mean, did you guys think wrong with Pepe Le Pew? No, he was chasing that black cat. And when that black cat hit that hit that white stripe on his back, oh, it, it was on. Mm-hmm. Hello, baby. You know, right. he was getting it. Yeah, he was trying to. Fair, he was, though, to, to he might fair, have been a little I far, get, but he was, you know. I, I get where you're at with Pepe Le Pew. I get it. Disney didn't take the movies off of the streaming service. They're still there. They just made them so that they're not available on the profiles that you set up for children. Got you. Like if if you want to sit there and watch Peter Pan, Dumbo, any of these other ones that have problematic imagery, they're there. They just made it so that it's not, you know, uh, a seven year old can just go hit play and then yeah. start running around doing, you know, negative Native American stereotypes, you right? Know, and not know that they're doing wrong. So right. it's still there. Word. No, I got you. And but the, but the Looney Tunes shit is real. Like they're removing it from like. So if you, I forgot what the subscription is. It's too far. Um, but they're removing it, and then they're not even going to allow Pepe Le Pew to be in Space Jam too. It's the too motherfucker far. was in the first one. Yeah, I, I I've I've heard a couple of different reports on that, and uh, I don't think he's been in it for a couple of months. Just the news cycle is finally hit to announce that they decided to not put him in. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just. You know what you hear. You know, I I heard a couple of different stories, and it's just like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Y'all, like I said, y'all taking that shit way too far. They are. So let's uh, send our hate to the <laughs> the upper room. We got heated about cartoons, y'all. Yeah, he did. He was yeah, he was shit. hot about it. Hey, so we're wrapping up. So let's go around the room and give our shout outs. Um, let's start with the Nature Boy. Who are you shouting out this week? Well, uh, I want to thank, or I want to shout out you and Reg, even though you were just a part of my, uh, one of my hating on, um, <laughs> I appreciate, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on, but I really appreciate the topics and, um, the conversations you have. It, it's really made me do research on things that, um, I, I really enjoyed and it's, you know, giving me perspective on some things that I've, I've really enjoyed. So thank you guys for pushing my thinking and, uh, um yeah i mean that's that's really about it i you know i want to shout out my family my my daughter just turned 16 so um you know i'm getting old and i'm loving it because i'm getting old with them so uh that's all i got word be call uh obviously shouts you guys thanks for uh having me on um i got to uh i got to shout out my daughter she's uh She's about to finish her senior year of college. She's out applying for teacher jobs. So she's doing big things. And obviously my amazing wife, who is now basically fully recovered from donating a kidney a couple of months ago. So she's already out running four miles at a time, just kicking ass, being an MVP. Mm-hmm. So. That's what's up. Word. 
Shug. I want to give a shout out to the fellas, man, to everyone who's been on the podcast. Thank you for helping us, um, you know, be better people to bring um, all these topics to to light um, and to all of our listeners for, you know, sticking with us and for the new ones, bring some more people with you. Um, and I also want to give a shout out, you know, to my family. Um, you know, it's it's awesome to see when people are growing. Uh, we, you know, my wife and I, we have a, you know, she's not my real daughter, but she's my stepdaughter. And to see her growing and to take on life challenges and to see what life is put in her way in the way that she is, is charging through it. Very proud of that. So, you know, um, you don't always have to be, and this goes out to, to all the fathers out there that might not be your child, but make sure that you, you know, if it's not, make sure you treat them like they are because, you know, it does make a difference. Word. I want to shout my fam bam out for sure for the support allowing me to to uh record and do all the crazy ideas that that I want to take on and they just say go do it. Uh I want to shout out all the women in sports. Um keep doing your thing. Hold your head, go hard. It's going to pop for you. All the young entrepreneurs, that's dope. I like that. I like seeing all these entrepreneurs on on Instagram, the the legal ones. Uh, you know, and so uh, doing that and shout out to all our guests, shout out to the homies from the 303 and the 719. Um, I appreciate all y'all. We, we made each other. It's, it's, it's great that we, we still are in contact and uh, hang out and uh, do all those things. And, and it's really unheard of and uh, shout out to all the people getting their vaccines so that we can all get out and be great again. So, yeah, um, with that said, go ahead and wrap it up, Rich. Drake sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hope y'all enjoy, uh, you know, whatever snowstorm this is going to be in these parts. But everyone, just uh, make sure you take care of yourselves and most importantly, take care of each other, man. And uh, we just got another one. Yes, indeed. I've been in my book, though. I am going to rap over this shit one day. Don't be alarmed. We're Negroes. Freeze, Negroes. Can you hear that before we hear the beats? (laughs) Or we hear them. Got to hear it.